Cornucopia Radio presents Space, the final job before I quit. These are the voyages of the UK Space Agency Engineering Pod number 46. My five-year mission? To explore the ten square metres I'm trapped inside, seek out Pluto and boldly go and switch the lights off, if they're still on. Hob to Pluto by Peter Richard Adams, episode 17, Eviction Day, Day. Morning has broken like the first morning. Blackbird has spoken like the first bird. Hello, hello. And praise for the singing. Praise for the morning. You're in a good mood this morning, Pod. Praise for them springing fresh from the world. Any reason? Oh, do you buy that? I'm just happy because it's a new dawn, a new day, spring has sprung, and it's not only in the air, but also in my heart. <laughs> Doesn't it make you feel good to be alive? No, not really. Oh. You sound disappointed. I am. Pray tell why. I was hoping you might be feeling the joy too. I'm not feeling the joy, Pod. Because it's not a new dawn or a new day. Spring has not sprung and it is definitely not in the air or in your heart. Shall I break it down for you? I suspect I can't stop you. Point one. Joy. I am not feeling the joy because I am trapped 2.5 billion miles away from home in a 10 metre by 10 metre engineering pod carrying out the most pointless assignment I've been given since I was at school and got made to do a 100 page summer project on the uses of oil only to come back in September and find the teacher had been sent to a penal colony for interfering with the school horse. I'd missed all the sunshine and, on a global level, the last of the oil had run out. Point two, regarding spring. It is not in the air because there is no air out here. There is only the cold, bleak, unending void. Which brings me to point three, dawn. There is no new dawn or new day too because in the void it's all night, you see. Always, forever, night. I could see you feel very passionate. Which, in conclusion, brings me to my main gripe here, Pod. The spirit of spring being in your heart. You do not have a heart, nor do you feel good to be alive. You don't feel anything. You're a machine, an artificial intelligence whose only function here is to keep me company. Are you finished now? Well, let me see. Did I cover points one to three consecutively? Those points being joy, spring and dawn. You did. And did I conclude by once again underlining your mechanical, unfeeling nature? You also did. Then I'm finished. Well done. You know, that last part isn't actually true. What isn't? The bit about me only being here to keep you company. Okay, maybe I over-egged it a bit. You do other stuff. 
No, what I mean is, it's more the other way round. You're the one keeping me company. What? Don't be silly. Oh, I'm not being silly, Jemima. It's totally true. That's why they don't hire real engineers for your line of work. But I became an engineer in 2112. I've been working in space ever since. Of course I'm an engineer. Oh, yes. On paper. But you're not. Not really. I do all the work. You're just along for the ride. But I was working on those satellites for years. No. You were just sat there while I worked on the satellites. But I am an engineer. If I wasn't, then why would I have a toolkit? Jemima, have you ever actually looked inside that toolkit? Well, no, not as such. And does that not set off any alarm bells? Not really. I just figured it was nice to have in case anything came up. What sort of thing? I don't know. Engineering things? Tell me, what sort of things come up in the daily life of an engineer? I don't know. Screwing stuff? Mending bits? General jimmying? I think we'll just take your first answer there and leave it at... I don't know. But I'm qualified. Terrific! Now, how did you get those qualifications again? I did a day's training. And what did you learn? All the engineering stuff. All the engineering stuff in a day? Impressive. Actually, I was only there for the morning. I had a dentist appointment in the afternoon. Amazing. You must have been on the fast track for real high flyers. But I mustn't interrupt. Pray tell them what happened. Oh, it was just a quick clean and polish. He also told me I wasn't flossing enough. I meant after that. Well, I was assigned to you and we got to work. And what did that work consist of? Engineering. What sort of engineering? Space engineering. Such as? Well, to be fair, there was quite a lot of sitting around while you... While? While you automatically did some stuff. Care to elaborate about that stuff I automatically did? Fixy-fixy stuff? Fixy-fixy stuff. Like actual engineering, perhaps? Perhaps. So, after three hours training, you were assigned to a state-of-the-art Class 7 low-to-medium orbit maintenance pod where you blasted off into space each morning to sit around while I may or may not have been doing some fixy-fixy stuff on the satellites that could have perhaps been actual engineering. Something like that. And you've never thought that a little odd? Not really. You know, you really should take a look at that toolkit you're so proud of. It's very interesting. And hardly at all made of cardboard. What? Take a look. I don't need to look, Pod. It's not made of cardboard. Oh, go on. Just a furtive glance. For me. Hmm. Damn it, it's cardboard! <laughs> Told you! Your life is a sham. That's a bit strong, Pod. Stronger than cardboard, certainly. Then why am I here at all? Oh, that's simple. Union pressure. Ah, the union together, eh? Protecting our rights, eh? <laughs> there is power in a union, eh? The old public outrage at the idea of machines taking the jobs of hard-working humans. Good on him. Not your union, Jemima. My union. Machines Guild. They arrange for a human to be assigned to each mission. 
They don't like the idea of pods getting lonely. I bet the space agency didn't like that. They didn't. You're a terrible drain on resources. Well, if it's true for me, then it must be true of all the other pod engineers. Let's test this. Get Pete on the com. Sure thing. Jemima, I'm, I'm glad you called. I've, I've just arrived at Mars and there's a bloke here who says he's your husband. Oh, shuck. Get Pete off the com. Com ended. Look, Jemima, I've got to be cruel to be kind. I wouldn't want you getting the impression that you have any worth. It might give you ideas above your station. You could end up thinking you could use the manual override lever to turn us around. The what now? The manual over... Nothing at all. Pardon? What's your system error error? Computing... Who said that? How much onion? Don't put it on, Pod. Put what on now? Pod? Is there such a thing as a manual override? No, of course not. And even if there were one situated just to the left of you with a massive sign on it that reads manual override, which you never noticed because I strongly doubt your literacy, then you couldn't put it because my automatic manual override override would disable it because it's only allowed to be pulled by actual engineers. Oh, shock! Is it this one? Might be. A bit. I'm going to pull it. I shouldn't if I you. Why not? Because it won't work. It won't work because you'll override it? In a perfect world, yes. But in reality, it won't work because it's only attached with putty. Also, even if it did work, then you'd actually have to pilot the pod, which is something you're woefully underqualified to do. I am not underqualified. I can assure you you are. Get John on the comm. I'd rather not. Why not? Because he'll agree with me and then you'll mope. I don't mope, Pod. You do. In fact, you're starting to mope right now. Your face goes all melty. I can't bear it. Can you bear a cardboard spanner up your grill? I can't. Then get John on the comm before I get all shovey-shovey. Ooh, you know how to wound me. Putting the call through. Good. Good morning. This is Command and Control. Janet speaking. How can I help? Oh, Janet. Janet. I love Janet. Janet, is John there? Oh, it's you, Jemima. How are you? Really? How are you? Everybody down here feels so, so sorry for you and all that you've been going through. Yeah, if you can just put John on the line, please. It must be just awful stuck up there in that tiny, small, little metal box all day, every day. Is John there? Oh, but this will cheer you up. I brought in some of my homemade cake into the UK SA office today. Everybody has already had some. They said it was yummy delicious. There's one slice left, so I'll save it for you and send it by the supply relay. Oh, if you must. And we were all so sorry to hear about you being fired like that. Janet! John! John? Oh, he's just sat next to me. He's shaking his head, glaring and drawing his finger across his throat while mouthing the words, I'm not here. 
so I'm sure he's more than happy to talk to you. I'll just put him on. Damn it, Janet. Just go back to packing all the office equipment away, ready for the move. Bye for now. Jemima, lovely to speak to you. How are you getting on? John, finally. I was wondering if you could help settle an argument. Oh, now you know I don't like to involve myself in other people's affairs. You don't even know what it is. I know enough not to get involved when you two are having one of your spats. It always leads to paperwork, and I've got enough of that to deal with. What with your court summons and everything. My what? Uh, change of plan. Uh, let me in on the argument. Excellent. Pod says the engineers are only here to keep the pod company. While Jemima says she's really a highly skilled space engineer, integral to the work we do. So which is it? Well, that's a coincidence. What's a coincidence? Coincidence? Uh, I didn't mention a coincidence. You said, that's a coincidence. No, no, no. You're hearing things. I didn't say that, did I, Pod? Not at all, my old bucker. Thanks, Pod. You're a pal. Pod, replay this com from 24 seconds in. Do I have to? So help me, I will shove it in your grill. Replaying now. Well, that's a coincidence. Ah, busted. So, John, what's a coincidence? Well, I suppose I just thought it was funny that you should be having a conversation about whether you're necessary or not. Because of the coincidence. And what would that be coincidenting with, exactly? Oh, nothing. Nothing? Nothing much. Which in reality is... Something. That something being... Uh, the question of whether you're integral to the mission. The answer to which is... Well, you're not. That's obvious. Have you ever checked your toolkit? I have to cut them out for all the new starters, you know. And why would the question of whether I'm integral to the mission be of any importance? Well, it's all to do with a discussion we've been having down here at headquarters about whether you can be issued with the court papers I didn't mention earlier. Court papers? What for? Why? Uh, to evict you for the illegal occupation of a pod. You must be shocking joking. No, no, no. It's all here in black and white. We, that is the UK Space Agency, are giving you... That is Jemima Margaret Belafonte. Official notice to vacate pod number 46. But that's me. I'm Jemima Margaret Belafonte. Or face eviction, court proceedings and financial penalties. On what grounds? Well, essentially, squatting. I work here. No, you worked here. We made you redundant seven months ago. And since then, you repeatedly and with malice of forethought kept turning up for work. But that's because I can't leave. You could. You could pull the manual override lever. But I could never have done that, because if Pod's right, then that can only be pulled by actual engineers. Ah, so you admit it. Not now, Pod. Not knowing now, boss. Which means, John, that you know I could never have left, because the lever can only be pulled by a qualified engineer, which I'm absolutely 100% not. Which means that rather than me refusing to leave, you've actually had me trapped here. I'd like to see you get that past a judge. Well, basically, that's the crux of the debate we've been having. We were hoping you wouldn't notice and just go quiet like, but, but you've got a strong case. So I'll see what I can do about getting the papers cancelled. What? I'll see about cancelling the eviction. You're right. If you're woefully underqualified, which you are... 
then it would be a bit much to expect you to manually keep on driving the pot home. The agency is probably on a hiding to nothing trying to seek compensation on this one. Do you mean I've won? Well, I wouldn't call it winning. But it is winning, isn't it? You were going to do a thing that was going to make my life even more horrible than it is now. And through the power of reasoned argument, I've stopped you! I've won! I've really, actually won! Oh, I never win in these episodes. And by episodes, I mean freewheeling arguments, so I'm not sure why I use that word. Regardless, here I am, right now, the winner! The winner of one of our spiralling, freewheeling arguments! Hurrah! Hurrah! Although, Jemima, I should remind you that you're still stuck 2.5 billion miles from Earth. Trapped for another three years. Fired. Not getting paid. And only have professional credentials in handling cardboard shapes. You can remind me all you like, Pod. But I'm still the winner. The W to the I to the N to the inner. The no, 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 when I win a chicken dinner. Morning has broken like the first morning. Blackbird has spoken like the first bird. You've been listening to Pod to Pluto, written by Peter Richard Adams. It starred Laura England as Jemima Belafonte and Wayne Russell as Pod. It also featured David Taylor as John, Becky Stirrup as Janet, Ben Warren as Pete Thomas, and myself, Pip Mason, your friendly neighborhood announcer. The opening title and end music is Aparante Ingravades by Martin Benitez. This production was edited, directed, and dreamt up in a fever dream by Peter Beeston. Becky, who played Janet in the show today, also has her own sci-fi drama podcast. So to continue the fun, please do check her out on Diary of a Space Archivist at twitter.com forward slash space archive pod. If you can, please remember to rate and subscribe to Pod to Pluto in the favourite podcast application of your choice. Also, could you tell your friends if you like this show? It's the easiest way to give support and help us grow. It'll also make the very lonely occupants of UK Space Agency Engineering Pod number 46 far happier to know that they have a little company. This work is released under a Creative Commons agreement. For more information and access to even more amazing radio productions, visit us online at cornucopia-radio.co.uk. Hi Jemima, it's John. Thanks for your help earlier. I checked it out with legal and, and they agree you are horrifically underqualified to be up there. So they've decided to sue you for illegal occupation of a pod for the entirety of the last seven years rather than just seven months. Thanks for getting that clarified. You're a star. Documents should be with you on the next relay, along with the case.